sorry, I keep saying that. Okay, so what I'm going to be talking about is 2 Corinthians 4, the whole chapter. And uh, my title, well, I'm not going to put my title yet. But uh, so I want to read the whole chapter of 4. So can I get somebody to read? You read it? Just all of four. <laughs> Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth, plainly we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot, cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let's shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of Christ's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be also revealed in our body. For we are alive, for we who are alive are always being given over to the death of Jesus' sake, so that his life may be also revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe that therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and our momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Okay, so that's a long chapter, of course, and there's so many amazing things you could get out of it. But the thing I want to focus on today is what I want to talk about is... Do not lose heart. So my question is, what... My first question is, you know, what, why do ministers lose heart? What's, what's the main reason that you can see, you know, whether it be spiritually or physically, or what do you think is the main reason? They get discouraged not seeing like people can say, mm -hmm. you know, Amen. Stop loving Jesus. Amen. Amen. Those are all very uh, valid reasons but, uh, reasons, but the main thing I was looking for was that they lose sight of the goal. You know, uh, something that Pastor Joe always tells us is, you know, vision, vision, vision. And there's a verse that we always go over, without vision of pe people will perish. 
So the main thing is to always have a vision. But once you have that vision, what is it about? It's about perseverance. It's about sticking through, not losing heart and always keeping focus on your first love, always keeping focus on Jesus. And that leads into my second point, which is weakness as a source of strength. So if we look at verses 7 through 12, this is where this is uh, best shown. Let me see if I, I'm going to get the exact verse. Uh, okay, this one right here. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So this is saying at our weakest, Jesus is our strength, and at our strongest, Jesus is our strength. So no matter what, in ministry, when we're doing ministry, Jesus should always be the focus. He should always be our strength. He should be what we draw off of. He should be what we uh, preach for. He should be why we love people, why we love God, why we do what we do, why we strive to do everything in excellence, and why ultimately we don't ever lose sight of our vision. We don't ever lose sight of the goal that he called us. We, we have to guard our callings. And by guarding our callings, we have to daily surrender. We have to daily understand who God is in our lives and daily seek the face of God, which is exactly what the third point was, was serving others by daily surrender. And to me, that shows, you know, we serve others by leading a life of surrender to God the Father. We're not leaders in this. We're not leaders at all. You know, who, who are we to be leaders? We all came. We all have separate testimonies over here. We're all different. But we all came from a place, place of brokenness. We all came from a place where we didn't know what we were doing. We, we, we didn't know where our lives were going. We were on a path of destruction. And ultimately, we were all on the way to hell. We were all on the way to, you know, nothing good. And all, all roads led to a dead end. But see, it was but God, but through God the Father is where our strength came from, where our weakness was made perfect, where our imperfections were made perfect through Christ, not through ourselves. And I just want to, I want to, uh, one, the, the very, the very thing that pressed me the most when I was reading this, that God really was speaking to me, was the part about being a jar of clay, which is something that I want to focus on right now. Now, I'll read that part one more time just so we can have it in our heads it says but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed we always carry around in our body of death a body of the death of Jesus and I'll stop there but what is that saying it's saying to be a jar of clay now what's a jar of clay Some, it's weak it's something that can be molded into Something that, you know, whatever the, the potter makes. So we need the potter to be Jesus. We need to allow him to crush us. You know, this was a, a message uh, our brother Steve had. No, he's not here. But our brother Steve had preached in, um, in uh, Elevate one day that we need to be jars of clay, that we need to be able to be molded and let God, when at any moment, he should be able to crush us down and make us into something else because we have to be clay. We have to be... Uh, we have to be so reliant on God and, you know, the Holy Spirit that everything we do is in excellence towards him. Everything we do is for him, that it's not our will be done, but it's his will be done. And in ministry, this is the main thing, especially as, you know, training to be ministers. And some of us are graduating soon, like Rudy and uh, I don't know who else is graduating very soon. You, you guys are graduating this year, right? Yeah. Well, but... Yeah, regardless, though, all of us are graduating. So, well, all of us will be graduating at one point in time. And as ministers, you know, we're going to be judged more harshly based on, you know, what we do. And it says that in, I believe it's uh, first, is it James or James, right? It says that in James. It says, you know, uh, huh? James 3, right? 
Yeah. Second Corinthians four, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole chapter. <laughs> Just go into it. Yeah. So James right here. Yeah, James three. The first, the very first verse, it just starts off with, what is it at? Three. Oh, uh, of course I can't find it. Oh, okay, here it is. Not many, you should, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in any way in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And, you know, that, that really gets to me because it's, you know, you look around and you look at the church in this present day and age and, you know, there's such a common stigma, a common stereotype on it that, you know, we're all hateful Christians and we hate everybody and we go out and preach hell and everybody's going to hell if they don't have Jesus. And that's true, but that's not what we do. We go out and preach in love. And we're over here, we're, we're setting a new standard. If the whole church, and you know, there's there's many good churches, but, and you know, I'm just talking about us as ministers here. You know, MPI is giving us that base that we go out and preach in love. We go out and win souls and tell them that there's a hope, that there's a hope that we've all been called to that our testimony you know no one can take away the word of our testimony and that souls will be saved by that you know god is gonna god is gonna use us in that way and as ministers the only way that that's gonna happen is if we get back to that heart that we do not lose heart we do not have a heart of stone because jesus replaced that heart of stone and gave us a heart of flesh and you know it has to be softened towards the gospel towards what jesus tells us to do and that goes that that all you know it all coincides together with being a jar of clay and um, that's so important that I want to keep pressing it and keep saying it. And it may sound repetitive, but I'm glad it sounds repetitive because it's, it's something that should be drilled in your brain that I should always be able to be crushed down and changed into whatever God wants me. You know, I don't want my personality to get in the way. I don't want what I want to do get in the way just because, you know, I'm a rapper. I do music, but I don't want that to get in the way. If God wants to stop that and send me in missions in Africa and not know anybody, if that was if that what God wants me to do and one soul gets saved, then amen. Thank God. Thank God that's where he sent me and uh yeah so you know serving others by daily surrender daily surrender you have to daily seek the face of god our devotions are important and it's not just an assignment for school because i mean we all know we have our servant of all stuff and oh it could get tedious sometimes but you know if you weren't an sum you should be doing that anyway because it's, right. it's so important to know to seek the heart of god because how are you going to be a jar clay how are you going to be able to be molded to god's will if you don't even talk to him if you, if you don't talk to somebody, how are you going to get to know them? If you want to know somebody like the back of your hand, you have to spend every every moment, every spare moment that you can with them, even every, you know, priority. Put them as a priority, you know, over your job, over over anything you do in your life because it's just that important and it, it, it should seek to be, you should seek that out, that relationship because it's the most important thing. And, you know, this is something we all heard before where it's, you know, keep doing this, this and this and that. And um, it's something that's pressed into our brains, especially as SUM students. You know, we're always here. We come early. We stay late, this and that. But that doesn't mean we lose heart. That doesn't mean we get ministry burnout. That doesn't mean we 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 lose what we first sought out to do. Like, I'm just, in this moment right now, I'm just remembering the first time, like, I, I got that calling from God in SUM. I was just like, wow, that was so precious to me. Like, why is it why is this so different now that it's like I've been in SUM for two years? Why is it so different now that it's not as precious, you know? God, God, God forbid that I ever lose that that the heart of what I was first called to do, that what I was first, you know, seeking out to do, because 
you know, it wasn't just something that I wanted. It's something that God wanted me to do. If it was, if it was me, I would have been, I still would have been at, I would have been in another college studying business administration, studying to be an entrepreneur and make it on my own. But God, and in that moment, I was exactly being a jar of clay. I was stopping what I wanted and God told me to do what he wanted me to do. So I did that and I stopped and I allowed him to work in me and show me what he really wanted me to do. Now, I want to also focus on, where is this verse? Verse 5. Now, this is, this is the heart of, of, I feel like this is part of the heart of MPI. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let our light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge, of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Now, that's a, that's a hefty passage, but if we look at it, it's all talking about what we preach, what we go out and do. Not, we're not preaching for tithes, tithes and offerings. We're not preaching to, to fill seats in here. We're not, we're not preaching to you know, win souls to say that we won them, to say that we're the greatest, we're the best church out here. Metro Praise is number one. No, we're out here to show that Jesus is Lord, that for God lets his light shine out of the darkness so that the darkness may flee. And what's the darkness? The darkness is Satan. The darkness is sin. The darkness is whatever is disobedient to God, whatever is opposite of God, the absence of him. So we preach... Not to, not to just, you know, reach, you know, physical people, but we preach for something deeper. We preach to touch their souls. We preach that their souls be saved. That, you know, because there's, there's always going to be that spiritual battle where it's like, physically, I don't want to do this. If, if it was physically me, if I was choosing my own path, I'd be, you know, at home sleeping, playing some video games or something, doing whatever I wanted to do. Like, chilling, exactly. I don't want to be in school learning stuff. But... My soul hungers for Jesus. It thirsts for Christ. It wants nothing but to seek the face of Christ, to, to, to constantly know more about God. Because, you know, there's even um, the creatures in heaven that are circling around, holy, holy, holy is the glory of God Almighty. And they're not just saying that to keep saying it, but they're saying it because every time they say it, they're learning something new about God. And they're seeing a new characteristic as, the, as, they turn, as God turns around them or as they turn around God. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to... To be in that uh, in that dwelling place of the Lord because it's it's a refreshing and we all need that refreshing especially as ministers because we can get burnt out so easily. I mean, some people are doing, you know, I think you're doing like three ministries, right? You're doing like three ministries here almost all week. You know, it's it's really easy in a month to get burned out being here five days a week. And what's gonna keep us from getting burned out? What's gonna keep us from you know getting sick of what we're doing? What's gonna get us? What's gonna get us? Uh, what's gonna get us refreshed other other than God? What's gonna get us refreshed? Nothing. So if we're not seeking God's ways, if we're not being obedient to the Holy Spirit, if we're not being jars of clay, if we're not keeping the vision that we have in our hearts and keeping that heart that we had for the ministry when we when we had our first love, and you could even go back to even before you got your calling when you first got saved. What was that feeling like? You know, what was that feeling like for you, Yuli? What was that feeling when you first got saved? Amen. It was amazing. I was looking for a little more detail, but amen. It was amazing. Well, it's, it's, it's almost in a way a full-on battle. It's like Christ like literally yeah. took your whole life away yeah. from his hands. Yeah. What about you, Christina? How was that? How was that first moment when you got saved? You got saved at Boricua Fest, right? Yeah, I got one. Well, I got um, witness to at Boricua Fest, then I got saved at. I went to the church, and then I got saved yeah. at church. And I literally like it was life changing. I left out. Yeah. I didn't even know. Much about Jesus, but yeah. I heard Ashley has a video. Of me. I left out that church preaching, and people huh. didn't even know. I didn't exactly. even know what I was preaching. All I knew yeah. was just Jesus died for me, and He loves me, and, 
And then he died for you too, you know? Yeah. And I remember just being filled with so much joy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, on the way here, man, I was saying how the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. You know? And when I first got saved, dude, the joy of the Lord was my strength. Yeah. Like, literally, no yeah. matter what was coming my way, I was ready to drop everything and go after yeah. Jesus, no matter what it was. It's good. You know, like, I think, like, once you, once you, like you're saying, you know, don't lose heart, like, once you continue going, like, I think that it becomes get comfortable yeah you know, exactly yeah God. like i'm good where i'm at yeah i'm good with where i'm at mm-hmm. it's kind of like you can almost relate it to a relationship with another person mm-hmm. almost, yeah you know? yeah whereas you know they say like oh if you're if you're with somebody and you're not married or whatever like they it takes longer for them to get married mm-hmm. or something like that yeah, yeah you know what i mean it's kind of like your relationship with the lord if you're you know all in you know if, yeah. if you're not all in you know it takes so much exactly amen that's good that's good what she said was really good it's, it's easier to keep a fire going than lose one and you know just look at you know as she talks about the excitement on her face the the remembrance of that first time you know why why would we want to lose something like that why would we let something take away our joy like pastor joe was saying in our message why would we let you know something minuscule as you know always coming here every day or getting tired or, you know, somebody may have put me in a bad mood. Why are we letting that take away the joy of the Lord? Why are we letting that take away our vision? Why are we letting us take away that that heart of ministry? Because it shouldn't. Because it shouldn't. It shouldn't ever take away the, the, the relationship you first had with Christ, the relationship that, you know, you started with the Lord because you, you've had that fire. So that means it's, that means if you're not on fire as you have been before, then something's gone wrong. If, if you haven't, if you're not keeping that up, if you're not fanning that flame constantly, if you're not fanning that flame by daily prayer, daily worship, daily seeking the face, listening for God's voice, if you're not doing that, then, you know, you're in a complacent place. You're plateauing. You're not, you're not reaching a new level. You're reaching a ceiling and you're not trying to break through it. You're not trying to get to the next level. You're trying to stay where you're at. And if you're staying complacent, then that's the same thing as saying you're apathetic because you're, you're not caring anymore. You don't want to grow. You don't want to keep preaching. You don't want to keep reaching people. You don't want to reach the loss. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to do ministry anymore because, you know, you're good where you're at. You're good in that relationship. Why am I going to go to a next level of commitment if I feel like the place I'm at is good right now? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here in church. I'm serving. I'm an usher, you know. I'm good where I'm at. People, people respect me. I, I, I like the level that I'm at. There's no reason to creep growing. Why why do, why do I keep going? Why should I why should I go to another level? But when you listen to God's voice, it's like, why shouldn't you go to another level? I want to bring you somewhere where you can reach more people. I want to use you to reach more people. I want you to I want you to be used the way I want to use you, not the way that you're comfortable. We have to be uncomfortable in our faith. We can't we can't grow to a place where it's like I think I'm just going to I'm going to settle down here. I'm going to be good at MPI. I feel like I'm called to Chicago, so I'm going to stay at MPI and I'm going to be good here and it's all all right from there. But that's a lie we're telling ourselves because we need to be able to to move where God wants us to move in and, you know, respect that jar, have a jar of clay spirit where we're always ready to be molded and broken down and made into something that God wants us to be made into. And, yeah, that's what I got. Amen. Go ahead. I made it perfect, I had to put it in a kiln, and it had stayed in this kiln that was like 
I think 5,000 something degrees, like some ridiculously hot amount, okay? So the, it had to be put in the fire to be able to stay that way. It had mm -hmm. to show that it could withhold the fire, like stand, stand mm, the test of the fire, right? Yeah. So it's like in, in our lives, when God's shaping us and molding us through training, through getting us ready to be who God wants us to be, I think, you know, not, not like what you're talking about, like when I saw you do that thing, I just pictured, you know, how I kept taking this and making it into different mm -hmm. things. But when I decided, I actually ended up making it into a shoe. I remember like, <laughs> I made it into like four different things and then I ended up making a shoe. Yeah. I, anywho. The point was when I was ready, I had my shoe ready, I put it in this fire, and I remember asking the art teacher, like, was it done yet? And she's like, no, it's not done, you know, come back tomorrow. So I go back the next day, is it done yet? And she's like, no, I didn't get a chance to put it in yet, you know? Yeah. And I, like, was really looking forward to getting my so shoe. So excited to get it, yeah. So excited to, to paint my shoe, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think kind of how, like... <laughs> I'm a shoe, my piece of pottery, there you my go. artwork, you know, and we are God's artwork, you know, yeah. God's looking forward to saying, man, are you done yet? Is the yeah. condition that I'm putting you in yeah. going to produce the, the effect, the artwork effect that I want yeah. to see in you, yeah. you know, and then he puts us in the fire, you know, he puts us in that training ground, that's like SUM, that's like yep. our practicums, our ministry, our serving, you know, and uh, when people ask you, like, can you throw out this trash, or, yeah. you know, like, hey, can you move? Got some dirty diapers in the back, you know. Can you go you know, handle that or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So that, that's that good. And another thing that I'm thinking about as you're saying that is, you know, uh, another a visual that popped into my head is that, you know, if a piece of pottery is, you know, heated too much or it's, you know, exactly, or it stays the same for too long, you know, after being used so much, it could crack, it could break. And if we break, you know, What's that mean? If we break, everything falls apart. If we break, everything goes away. So if we're if we're doing this for too long and we're not doing the, these things, if we're not, you know, daily surrender, if we don't have transparency and humility, if we don't have uh, our weakness is God uh, God's strength through our weakness, if we don't have any of that, we're going to crack. And what does cracking mean? It could mean backslide. It could mean just totally forsaking God. It could mean, you know, a bunch of crazy things. It, it, but ultimately, it means, like, where's our salvation going to go, you know? where it, it leads to a place of questionable salvation. I don't ever want my salvation to be questionable where I'm like, man, if I wake up in the morning, where am I going? Am I going to heaven or hell? I don't know anymore. And if you don't know, it's pretty obvious where you're going. You can't say that yourself. I'm going to hell, you know? Let's not beat around the bush, you know? So it's like... You gotta keep that that fire going. You gotta keep that fire going, but you can't let it. You can't let it overcook you. You can't let. You can't let it. You exactly. You gotta survive the fire. You gotta let it. You gotta let it. Exactly. So he's ready to take you out and paint you and be so excited. I'm ready to. I'm ready to. Ready to take you out the oven. Your shape is man. Now I want to paint you. Now I want to hang you up. Now I want to do this. You know, God. Because ultimately, you know, you could just be a lump of clay that doesn't get used. And if, you could be like my little shoe. Yeah. You could be like her little shoe. She don't even know where her shoe is anymore, you know? I don't. Look at I that, don't. see? No. See? And that's what God's going to do if, if, if you don't want to be with him no more. He's going to be like, all right, I made you in that pot of clay, but you don't want to be mine anymore, so I'm going to leave you there. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a new piece of clay that wants to be molded. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this piece of clay that wants to be made into something that's going to submit to me, that's going to, you know, form the way I want them to form. And, you know, when I tell them to take on the trash, I'm going to smooth that little side out. When I tell them to, you know, change their diaper, I'm going to smooth this other side out, make sure they're nice and perfect before I put them in the fire to be ready to be molded, you know. And if we're not doing that, then that can't happen. Then God's going to be like, all right, I'll put you to the side and start another project, somebody who wants it. Amen. Yeah, I want to share that. 
the importance of the accountability and, and you know watching us as brothers and sisters because as sad as it may be, it, it happens a lot where yeah. ministers or, or people who are doing ministry they yeah. just yeah crack. we've seen it we've seen it ourselves here yeah they crack and they they get sick of the ministry they lose heart or they don't have uh, fire anymore you know yeah. and I think as brothers and sisters as we watch each other throughout ministries and everything I think it's our responsibility to let let each other know that hey you're you're kind of cracking. You're kind of losing it. You're you're not keeping your fire burning. You're you're just you're going down this yeah. slippery slope. And That's I think good. as as if we truly love each other, the thing is would be to speak up. And and though it may take a long time, like Christina said, to get that fire back, you know, it's better than watching them fall apart completely. You know. Yeah. So one, I think once we see that crack, you know, the the analogy of the crack, yeah. you know. We should definitely bring it up to each other, yeah. you know, as brothers and yeah. sisters, because it's a dangerous and nasty thing when, yeah. when you see someone in the ministry lose heart. And Cracking. Say, you know, they don't yeah. want this anymore. They don't yeah. even, like, am I supposed to be here? You know, they, they kind of lose themselves. So if you go through, like, in a special case with Seth, you know, like, invested four years here, and, like, it's all down It's all gone, now, yeah. Know? And it's like... It's because he didn't want to listen to the yeah. molding, you know, like, mm-hmm. leaders helping him, you know, like, hey, man, let's just get this going, yeah. and he, you know? See, and that's beautiful because, you know, keeping our brother accountable... I'll, I'll just put another vision on it because I'm feeling it right now. It's like when people are having cracks, when we see people start cracking, when we see like our brother and sister like, all right, I'm stepping out of this ministry. I, I, I'm not feeling it no more. That's a little crack, you know, but if we keep if we keep our brothers and sisters accountable, we could be like, wait, 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 hold on. Look what you, you know, take a step back. Look what you're doing. You know, let's put some more clay on that crack. Let's fix that up. Let's 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 repair you. Let's get you back to the place you were because you've fallen, but you're not too far from repair. You're not too far to get back into it. You know, you got to realize it quick. And it may not it may not be quick, but if the person is willing to submit and willing to be a pot of clay, then they're willing to get molded again. And um, just that what when Rudy was talking, the verse that's so good was um, out of this chapter chapter was uh, rather we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And um, that just basically puts what you're saying in, you know, biblical terms. Yeah, we got about three minutes. Um, you know, it puts it in biblical terms that we're not going to use deception. We're always going to use the word of God in everything we do, especially as ministers. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, Rudy, I hate you and you need to not be doing ministry because you're bad at it. I'm going to be like, look, you're falling away. And, you know, the word of God says that we need to do this in not secret ways and we need to be plain and truthful in what we do. So, you know, fix what you're doing. And, you know, I don't feel you're doing it the proper way. And we always got to bring it back to the Bible and back to scripture. And, you know, that's the word that God gave me to, to bring here today. And it was it was so profound. It's just you know, it just hit me when I in my prayer closet. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, revelations on revelations, God. I see what you're doing, and um, you know, it's a beautiful thing when when uh, when we finally get something as people. Because sometimes you know we don't get it right away, and sometimes we we don't understand what God is always trying to say to us when we're listening. But when we do, it's just like, whoa, God, you know, wow, okay, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna implement that in my life because. I do it because, not because you told me, but I do it. Well, I do it because you told me, but I do it because I'm obedient to you because I love you. Not because, you know, I'm just serving you to serve you and just serving you, but I'm serving you because I love you because, you know, you gave me such a a, a meaningful free gift that how could I repay you, you know? How could I repay you for that love that you gave me? And that's what I want to leave you guys with, and I'm just going to pray out. And God, we thank you in this time, Lord. We thank you for... 
I thank you for this 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 message that you gave me about being jars of clay and being able to be molded, Lord. And I pray that everyone here in this building today would be able to be molded by you, Lord, and continually shaped by you, God. And and not not let enemy hands come in and, and put their hands into the pot, Lord, and, and shape it how they want, Lord, but to allow only your hands, only God the Father's hands to touch us, Lord, to, to mold us, God, to fire us up and finish us as his masterpiece, God, that we would be so willing to be your vessels, God, that nothing else could get in the way, God, and that we would we would hold our brothers and sisters accountable, Lord, that if we see us start cracking, Lord, that we would we would help us help each other get back to that place of, of, of our first love, God, and we would never lose sight of the vision, Lord, that we would never lose heart, God. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.